0: As I pondered through what Thanksgiving was to me, I thought, you know, I have a certain issue with Thanksgiving. And don't anyone talk to my wife about this later. But I have a struggle being thankful about things. As I started to think about this, I thought, you know what, I'm going to take a little different bent. And instead of asking you what you're thankful for, ask those of you out there, did anybody struggle actually being thankful, having a thankful attitude nonstop, day in, Day out, you know those kind of people though. You know those people that are just thankful for everything. Just everything. You walk up, they just have this, they have a countenance of thankfulness. They understand that whatever's going right, wrong, or indifferent, they're just thankful for it. And you look at them and you go, ooh, I'm covetous. But you see it, don't you? And then some of us, some of us are those people, or excuse me, some of you are those people. And some of us go home and go, what is it? What is it about thankfulness that I just don't grab onto? And so I, I did a little research. And in, in the NAS, you know how many times that the word thankful or some derivative of thanks is used? It's 170 times. Why does God continuously tell us to be thankful? Is it because all of us just have this inherent desire to be thankful? No, it's because we don't. It's because we don't. And so God's continually telling us, be thankful, be thankful. Now, with that I have to ask the question, why? Why is it so important? And if it's so important, why am I not there? Here's what I do for a living. I sit at a piece of glass, and I stare at a whole bunch of black and white letters to find one of them out of place. That's all I do. And once I find that one that's out of place, I put it in place, and I go have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's my job. You think about that, and so my whole life is just trying to find errors. It's trying to find problems. And some of you men are going, oh, I'm loving hearing this, because that's me too. I just look at all of life as one giant problem to be solved. Now, part of this is natural, because God created you and said, work. Now, if you're God, how do you work? I stole this from Piper. If you're God, you create things from nothing. But if you're not God, but you're created in his image... You take what God's created and you find a way to order it. And because of sin, things are chaotic and so there's problems everywhere. So looking at life as a problem solver isn't all bad. You have people on one side that can just be thankful about everything And you have people on the other side that look at all of life as a problem to be solved. And during Thanksgiving, where are we? Where are you? And then you have to ask the question, why? Because God tells us this. I'm going to read Philippians 4. Philippians 4, and I'm going to start in... I'm going to read the whole thing. No, I'm going to start in verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. Philippians 4. Now I'm on verse 5. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Not having a thankful attitude is like saying, I don't fully trust what God's doing. I spend a great deal of time trying to make sure that my earthly realm is comfortable and happy and and I'm looking for my maximum benefit and not always saying, my home is elsewhere and watching what God is doing. And so when you ask yourself over Thanksgiving, and so many people have this tradition, you go around the table and you say, what are you thankful for? What are some of the things that came up? And when I think through that, right now, God has got my family in this, a growth curve, Where my family is, well, my boys also are growing physically, but God is growing our family right now closer to Him so fast you can actually see it happening. And you look at that and you say, wow, I may come up here next year and give a Thanksgiving speech that's totally different. Because instead of being over here where I struggle being thankful for things because I see everything as a problem and I'm trying to solve everything and looking at these things that I have no control over. God is moving me and giving me a thankful heart because He's teaching me to trust Him. And I'm sorry for putting a negative bent on that, but so often we hear about Thanksgiving, we just talk about all the things we're thankful for, and and some of us sitting at these tables go, well, yes, but other than that fourth Thursday every year, I don't really think about Thanksgiving very much. So this is just an encouragement that the Holy Spirit is working in every one of us that are believers to create in us a thankful heart. One hundred seventy times God says, this is important to me. That you're thankful because thankfulness is Exposes trust. Thankfulness exposes faith and contentment in what God's doing. And so, believer, I'm working inside your heart in those deep caverns where you may not even see things. And I'm going to make you thankful as I change your eyes from here and all the things that you think are comfortable to where you're going where your real home is and as that change gets made your thankfulness will change and so i praise god for that and next year i'm encouraged that when i come here and say this again i'm going to have a whole different way to say it because god really is working on me in this area i see that there are still a couple of tables that are empty as we make a transition brother dan's going to come up and open the word for us During this transition time, I think there's going to be a video. Make your way to one of the tables. There's four seats here, there's one here, two there, four there. Okay, everybody raise your hand if your table has a couple empty seats. There we go. During the video time, find a table and come join up with us. Let's pray for the service. God, I just love that we can come to your throne over and over and over and you never get tired of hearing from us. And God, for each one of us, I do pray that You're just working deep in our souls to make us more like Yourself and prepare us for the the glory that You're bringing us to. God, don't let us get too comfortable here with lots of turkey and lots of fun and lots of recreation and all those blessings that You've given us that we so enjoy. But God, would You prepare us all for Your coming kingdom? When we get to be with you for eternity. You prepare us for that. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: (laughs) I'm thankful for sickness and
2: disease. I'm thankful for
1: my first thing stolen.
2: I'm thankful for minimum wage.
0: I'm thankful for bullies. I'm thankful for high cholesterol. I'm thankful for speeding
2: tickets. I'm thankful for women. You know, Chris and I didn't rehearse. We kind of took different parts of this of this service today, and I'm just grateful for for what he shared and how it's going to tie into what the Lord's put on my heart to share. Speaking of being thankful for speeding tickets and sickness and disease and, and all that stuff, we had an opportunity yesterday, a real life opportunity, to really be thankful. If you show the first slide up there, buddy, this is a train. And that is Mitchell's car. If you go to the next slide, see those stairs there? On the right part of those stairs, train is going from left to right as we're looking up there. Mitch is going straight at it. And the left front side of his car hit the right side of the stairs. And show me the next slide. There was 114 feet of skid marks. Go back a slide. A half a second later you would hit the brakes a half a second later, that thing in the front goes through the driver's window. It's one of those things where I'm going, you know, I'm thankful for trains. No, I'm I'm thankful for the accident. I'm really not. I mean, I'm not thankful for it. I asked Mitch if I could share this. At first he said, no, dad, I don't really think so. Because he's a little embarrassed. And I want to put a disclaimer on this. And this is from the bottom of my heart. I mean, I know no better driver on this universe than Mitch. Joey and Mitch and I were going past this crossing uh, a couple of weeks ago. And Joey was driving because he's got his permit. And I'm instructing him. It's 55 miles an hour over this railroad thing. There's, there's no crossing at all. And I'm saying, Joey, you, know, you need to look right, you need to look left, that type of thing. And I didn't say it to Mitch because, I mean, I mean this guy, 19 years old, is... He's an amazing driver. So I just encouraged him. and said, buddy, let me share this because it's, it's really a testimony of God's goodness. You know, and I'm having a hard time being thankful at this point for what happened, but I'm certainly thankful that the Lord uh, spared his life. As uh, Nancy and I were headed into Barnes and & Noble, and we got a call from actually three missed calls, and then I called him back and he said, Dad, did you get my message? And, he's, you know, he's kind of out of breath. And I said, no, he says, he says, I wrecked the car. And this car is a car that he had borrowed from a gal at school that he had left a message for. He's buying it. So he's, he's bought it. <laughs> and um, we bought it, actually, because we were going to, we were going to chip in together on this car. But instead of him calling and saying, Dad, I wrecked the car, I could have easily have got a phone call. That said, um, (laughs) we've identified your son, but God is good, and we have so much to be thankful for. We're going to talk today about uh, in a passage, First First Chronicles chapter sixteen, verses eight through twelve. And it's really a psalm of thanksgiving that David wrote. First Chronicles, just a couple of books in front of psalms. And let's look at this together. We've got a shortened message today because we really want you all to spend some time together at your tables. There's two questions I want you to consider at your tables. And you can kind of make a mental note. One is, is what are you thankful for? Two is, what are you having a hard time being thankful for? Because we've all got those. What are you thankful for and what are you having a hard time being thankful for? Let's read the passage together, First Chronicles chapter sixteen, verses eight through twelve. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him. Speak of all of his wonders. Glory in his holy name. Let the heart of those who seek the Lord be glad. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face continually. Remember his wonderful deeds which he has done, his marvels. And the judgments from his mouth let's pray god we praise you your timing is amazing god this whole thing yesterday with mitch really hadn't hit me once i knew he was okay i was thinking more about you know how did he not see the train about money and stuff like that and god i am so grateful that you are working your good will and purposes in each of our lives and you're working your good will and purpose in mitch's life and nancy mine joey's life Lord, you've got a reason and a purpose for this near-miss yesterday. And I thank you, God, that you were so merciful on Mitch that you, that you decided to preserve his life. And, God, I pray that this near-miss yesterday would spur me on to loving good deeds, to want to just lay my life down for my wife daily and to love her as Christ loves the church and love my kids and not exasperate them. Lord, it's these kind of reminders, I guess, that we need to wake us up, to help us understand how short life is. That none of us, no matter how healthy we are, how good we eat, how much we exercise, God, how safe we are in our driving, with our kids in Christian schools or home schools, God, that none of us are immune to what the world would call disasters. None of us are immune to it. And God, I thank you that you are a loving God, that we can put our trust and our faith in you completely understanding that you are sovereign and that you're going to do whatever it takes to draw people to yourself and to lovingly get us to surrender whatever it is that we're hanging on to too tightly. So God, we just ask that you would impact us here. God, that you would teach us through your word and grow us in our desire to live for you in a sold out manner. It's in Christ's special name we pray. Amen. The title is Thanksgiving More Than a Holiday, and we're going to start with a thankful heart, sometimes not so easy. And I appreciate the way Chris started it. We know, I mean, God's Word tells us to be thankful, and I can tell you, you need to be thankful. But there's just some things that happen in our life that really, we just don't feel thankful, do we? I know I don't at times. Sometimes it's easy and obvious, though. I mean, there's many things that you can think of to be thankful for. I'm thankful for family. We had Thanksgiving down at my sister's house on Thursday, there were 40 of us. It was chaos. One of my memories of Thursday is a bunch of my little nieces and nephews, and I think Joey was in there, and they're playing video games, and they're listening to music. There's just... And then my brother-in-law, Rich, is just passed out on the couch, and he's got a mustache drawn on him, and his feet are tied together. That's what a hearty Thanksgiving is like. So it's just... When we think about, and I talked to many of you about your Thanksgiving, and there was games. A lot of you played games, and you enjoyed family. Many of us have jobs that we're thankful for, wives, husbands, kids. So it's easy to be thankful. 1 Thessalonians five sixteen through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And some of us are going, well, I know it's God's will, but it's, it's, it's hard sometimes. It's hard for some time. The next point is, and I'm not going in order. I'm not going to break this passage up verse by verse, but everything comes out of this passage. So if you're a note taker, take notes. Ask for his strength to be thankful and see him. If you're struggling and you just don't have a thankful heart, marriage isn't what it should be, finances aren't what what you'd like them to be, you've got a wrecked car, ask for his strength. To be thankful and to see him. Because he is at work. He is at work in every situation. Every situation. If we believe that the God of the universe is sovereign and he's in control, that means he is in control of that train wreck. That means he is in control of death. That means he is in control of finances that aren't what we'd like them to be. That means he is in control of a husband that has sharp words. A husband who is absent. Psalm 51.12 says, Restore to me, God, the joy of my salvation. And sustain me with a what? A willing spirit. Give me, God, the will to be thankful. Renew or restore the joy of my salvation. That should be your prayer, believer, when you're struggling. Philippians 4.11-13 I've actually got this in two different places. Chris actually talked about the first part of Philippians 4, which I really appreciated, which is talking about being thankful. This is verses 11 through 13. Not that I speak from want, for I've learned to be content in whatever circumstances I have. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. So if you're struggling to be thankful, ask Him to give you a thankful heart, to give you a willing heart. Remember, He's in control. Next, remember what He has done. If you're having a hard time being thankful, remember the finished work on the cross. Romans 5, 8 says, But God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, He died for us. It doesn't matter what's going on around us. At the end of the day, We have our hope and joy in Christ. And if there's anybody here today, I see a lot of new faces. I don't know where you're at. But if there's anybody here today that has yet to put their faith and trust in Christ, you're still hoping on your own skills. You're hoping in your own charisma and looks and abilities. Somebody it's all going to burn. And you're going to be before a righteous God who's going to ask you why it is that you deserve to get into heaven if you tell him it's because of your charisma and your good works and your abilities he's not going to receive you that's a watered down gospel but the bottom line is is that Christ wants you to surrender your all and all to him and that there is no hope outside of a relationship with Christ remember what he's done believer remember that he's laid his life down for you that is going to translate that's going to turn your heart to a thankful heart no matter what's going on. Secondly, James 1, 17, every good thing bestowed and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variance or shifting shadow. Everything is from the Lord, believer. You know, we've got a tradition in our birthdays, and I don't know how we started this tradition. We might have stole, I'm sure we stole it because I didn't think it up. And that is that we go around the table and we tell each other what we're thankful for the birthday person. What do we appreciate about the birthday person? And it is such a great tradition. I would encourage each of you. Chris had mentioned doing it during Thanksgiving. That's a great idea. We've never thought of that because I'm usually not very thankful. But during birthdays, it's a great time just to go around and honor that person, to remind them. Especially when you're wired like me where you spend your life just barking out orders at people and you have a tendency to see what's wrong with the situation rather than seeing what's right. And then to hear those affirming words. Coming out of my mouth to whoever, it's got to mean a lot. Thankfulness results in contentment. God's Word talks a lot about contentment. If you're not content, if you're not content with the number of kids you got, you're not content with your bank account, if you're not content with your job, if you're not content with your spouse, if you're not content with your kids, examine your heart. Are you thankful to the Lord for all these things? If you're not thankful, you're not going to be content. Does that make sense? If you're not thankful, you're not going to be content. It says in 1 Timothy 6 Godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied with contentment. Godliness is great gain when accompanied with contentment. And I would say that you can't be content. Unless you're thankful. For we have brought nothing into this world, so we cannot take anything out either. You know, I don't know about you, but most of the things that I'm not thankful for are things that aren't going to matter in the long run, anyways. You know what? What's the outflow of a thankful heart? Outflow is making known his deeds, making known his deeds. How can we share Christ? How can we evangelize? How can we make known the wondrous deeds of Christ when we're walking around without a thankful heart? And, and hear me on this, because its I understand that there are real circumstances, that life doesn't go our way. We're just, we're just not feeling thankful. But I'm here to tell you that the God of the universe can give you the desire and turn your heart from discontent to thankfulness. And that if you're desiring to look more like Christ, it, it just ain't going to happen with a heart that is turned against Him and shaking your fist at Him because of the things we don't have. Acts four nineteen 19-20. I've used this verse a lot because it's impacted my life. And it's Peter and John. Peter and John are, in, are basically getting sent to prison. And they're getting sent to prison because they're they're sharing Christ. They're talking about all the things that Christ has done. I mean, they're dragging him to prison. The church is praying for them. And this is what they say to the Pharisees. We cannot stop speaking about what we've seen and heard. These guys are going to a death sentence. And basically, they're grateful for it. Because they know it's given them an opportunity to proclaim Christ like they never have before. So an outflow of a thankful heart is a desire to make known the great deeds of Christ. 2 Timothy 1, 7 through 9 says, For God has not given us a spirit of timidity or being timid, but of power and love and discipline. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God who has saved us and called us with a holy calling not according to our works, but according to His purpose and grace, which was granted us in Christ Jesus from all eternity. So God has not given us a spirit of timidity. What does this have to do with thanksgiving? Is that I submit to you that for us to fulfill our calling as a church and believers here on this earth, and I believe that our calling as individuals, yeah, there's a lot of peripheral callings, loving our brides, submitting to our husbands, Raising our kids up in the way of the Lord. Those are peripheral callings. Our main calling is to shine and share Jesus on this earth. And I had a stark reminder yesterday of, uh, really yesterday was a significant day for me when I look back in hindsight, and with uh, with Mitch, and then spending time with Jan. You know, just seeing that the life is short, and we want to maximize our vapor, And I don't know about you, but I just so desire to see people come to genuine, saving faith in Christ. Because in the day, nothing else matters. You know, what if it was another kid driving that car yesterday that didn't know the Lord, and he hit his brakes a half second later? Whoever this kid was would perish, not only on this earth, but he would eternally perish. Don't you want to know who these kids are? Don't you want to know who the adults are at work in your neighborhood that really don't have a saving relationship with Christ? I do. I want to know who they are. So an outflow of a thankful heart is a desire to make known his deeds. Another outflow is speaking of all of his wonders. And to me, this is living as a pot pie, which is a Tom Harkasism, not as a TV dinner. And oftentimes, I live my life is I can talk it up pretty good in here. I can talk about, especially up here, about all of his wonders and what he's doing in my life, what I see him doing in other lives. But when I walk out this door oftentimes, when I walk to the health, when I go to the health club, when I engage people in uh, a business that I own or neighbors, you know, I don't always speak of his wonders. And I want to do that. Wouldn't it just be freeing to live twenty-four-seven and interact with everybody Believers and non-believers alike, like we interact with each other in here? Why don't we? I don't know. I don't know why I don't. I trust there's something for you today in that short message. The Lord, what He showed me is that He just wants me to have a thankful heart. And When there's times when I don't have it, to ask Him to give it to me. There's two questions I want you to consider. This is going to be uncomfortable for some of you. But as some of you know, my gift isn't necessarily, even though as a pastor I'm called to do this, but it's hard for me to comfort the afflicted. But it's really easy for me to afflict the comfortable. So comfort is these rows, and discomfort are these tables. And what I'd ask you to do, and don't feel like you need to share, especially those of you that are new, but I think there's going to be some real... Healing, some real, just drawn near to the Lord when you share with each other what it is you're thankful for, and maybe even more importantly, what are you having a hard time being thankful for? okay And then maybe as the Lord leads you, pray, pray for each other, and if there's groups of you that are not at tables, just gather together, but those of you that are at tables, just what are you thankful for and what are you having a hard time being thankful for and then pray. Let's pray before you gather. Father, we thank you that you can be trusted, that you are loving, that you laid your life down for us. And God, I so desire to be thankful in all circumstances. Holy Spirit, I pray that your presence would be felt. God, I just pray that if there's anybody that needs to be ministered to at these tables, God, I just pray that you would do that, that you would prompt hearts to, to pray for and minister to each other. And God, we just love you and thank you that your presence is here. Amen. Just gather together for... For 10 minutes and share what you're thankful for and share what you're having a hard time being thankful for if you wish folks let's uh, let's bring it in hey is there anybody that from any of the tables that would want to uh, share just anything that, that they're thankful for or anything in the way of a prayer request
0: but I don't need a mic. you're darn
2: right you don't need a mic This is uh, Bud and Sherry Bowen, and they were around from, like, the first six months after the church plant, weren't you? Yeah. The, original the original man in tights. So we may need to pray to deliver that. I mean. <laughs> and they, uh, they moved to Arizona, and they're back. We're so glad to have you get back in Windsor. Welcome back. Who else?
1: There's so many things that I want to tell you. And so many things I want to share with you. And uh, first of all, it's just being thankful for who you are and what it means to be in a body that cares. And that um, that's just the beginning of who you are, to be a part of something. It's so dynamic as that. If you've ever desired to be, i played sports all my life, and you desire to be on a team where you're together as one and you click and you go kick other, other teams' butts. You know, that's what you desire as an athlete, to be a part of that team. And yet, to be a part of this team, you guys are a team. And we love each other and the world doesn't understand it. That it sounds kind of sissy uh, in some places. And, uh, and yet, there's so many. You know, a great running back doesn't run a thousand yards without a great tackle and without a great center and without all the other things. And coaches and you guys make up this, this wonderful team. And don't let anything or anybody get between that stand up, fight for it, fight for each other. To thine is the glory and uh, the praise to him is almighty. Uh, If I can hog the microphone, I'm thankful for Jan. Um, That a stupid, self-centered guy marries a timid, quiet young lady. And then somehow this stupid, prideful guy finds value and knows that just a little thing on the side that I'm part of my job is to invest in Jan to take her to the word to tell her I'm proud of her and I didn't do it all the time I'm not perfect at it but to watch men to watch your wife's grow in the Lord I don't know that there's a bigger thing than that, and at the end, this shy, timid young lady is able to speak of his praises. Some of you have enjoyed that, you know, to see my wife stand up in our youth group and and talk to young ladies about what's right and what's wrong. In God's word is uh, you're kind of proud. And then to have a son and to have the balance that's needed in the home. You have on one side a dictatorial, tough guy that you're going to play by my rules or no rules. And on the other side to have a mother that loves him and balances out. And sometimes your wife reaches over and just touches you when you're about ready to bite a head off, you know, and you wait. And you swallow those words because they're worthless and they don't mean anything. And I'm thankful. I can be proud. That and the son, I'm proud of. And uh, his gorgeous wife. I love you. And uh, now we got a little Cooper. We call him our Mini Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> he's got an Aston that he's supercharged. So, uh, so that. And we were just talking here. On the second question, I just have such a hard time receiving from God his blessings. And when he gives me something, when he says, here, this is for me, I just have a hard time being thankful. And I shouldn't. Because he loves me like I like love my son. And he wants me to have things that come from him.
2: You know, for, uh, just a few of you that are new here, uh, the obvious Gary's, uh, wonderful wife is, is getting ready to go home to the Lord. And I wonder if, if, uh, if, if some of you can gather around Gary, gather around Keith and Carol and Will back there. Just, just get up and gather. They don't, don't look at me. Just get up and gather. Chris, would you, would you lift this, this up to the Lord? And those of you in your chairs, this may seem a little too charismatic for some of you, but just put a hand that way, just as a sign that we're lifting them up to the Lord.
0: Father God, as, as believers, we desire to glorify you in everything. We desire to glorify you in birth, in life, over we're growing, and we desire to glorify you in death. God, in you all things are possible. And only because of you can we actually reflect your glory. God, we thank you so much for this family. God, in how they've shown each one of us how to glorify you in all things. God, in their words and their deeds and their struggles. God, we've been all ministered to in this situation by this family. And God, we trust that you're going to bring this to completion because you tell us you're going to bring all things to completion. God, we do want to pray for Jan. and we pray that you take the pain. God, and I pray that you would bring her hope and that you would give her a glimpse of yourself like she's never seen as she gazes forward into your arms. God, as her hope becomes real. God, bless that wonderful woman. And God, in this time when all these people are going in and out of the Cooper's house, God, I pray your Holy Spirit would just be in in that house and the people just in a powerful way that people come to know you, people are wooed to you, back to you or to you. God, in a mighty way, use this family. God, and for the body, we would pray that we could come around this family like the team that Carrie spoke of, that we're lifting them up, God, that we're encouraging, and we're there just to just to stand there and listen, to touch. I we pray this in Jesus' name, Amen.